Hey everyone, how you doing? This is Amon Green, Green Bay Packers all-time leading rusher, and you're listening to The Average Cheese, hosted by Dell and Todd, two lifelong Packer fans talking about their favorite team, the 13-time champion, Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! So welcome to episode 49 of the Average Cheese Podcast, the back half of episode 48, where Peter, Todd, and I talk more about camp. Thanks for listening. Go Pack Go. What else, so what happened next? I mean, you, you talked about the line caught your attention first. Let's talk about some of the players. Let's just go right to the uh, probably one of the biggest topics, just like last year. Like we talked about, the line was very similar last year, the same competition. Same competition really at, at wide receiver this year only, uh, in my opinion. I think there's only one spot. How many receivers right? do the Packers so, keep? Right. That's the question. I think it was six last year, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, I have Melissa here. We can talk about that. But why don't you talk about going through there? And I don't know if uh, is Cobb actually listed as a receiver on, on a roster or is yeah. he he will be. OK, yeah. so I have him as a number two. I have Adams, Cobb, Lazard, MBS and Rogers. But I left the sixth spot. It, it's actually easier this year because there's only one spot this year. Right. Right. There's, there's all those six. other guys. Right. Exactly. If they, it, if they keep six, which. I believe they did last year, and they repeat that. Same type of competition, only this year it's one spot, not two. Peter, before I give your in my uh, impressions of that, six or seven guys, what's your thought on that and the wide receiver room? Do you have a thought on that? So I think it would probably be six, but I think they only keep three running backs. And I think that with Sternberger being suspended for the first couple of weeks, which in essence gives them an extra roster spot, I think they keep they might keep seven wide receivers and then after a couple of weeks they've got to make a decision for Sternberger to come back I think the interesting thing about this is your wide receiver six has got to play special teams that's how Malik Taylor made the team last year and I think he might make it again on the basis that he's that he's on special teams because you know that that wide receiver six ain't playing wide receiver very much right so and I think that makes it a struggle for somebody like Equinemius St. Brown to be that wide receiver six, it might make it a struggle even for Funches to make it as the wide receiver six, unless they keep seven of them. I think it's I think it's Funches's job to lose. If he's back there for kicks and punts, just monkeying around in practice, he's a big body. He's a veteran. I think the sixth spot is his to lose. Now, I mean, there's a lot of talk around a lot of those guys. I can't remember the guy they keep mentioning. Um, Jawan Winfrey. Jawan Winfrey. Mm-hmm. Um, that that name's come up like all over the place since camp kicked off. So I don't know. Do they go younger? Do they not? I mean, they they've kind of. If you go through, I mean, Adams is like the best in the league. Cobb is your slot receiver, veteran, tied tied to the hip with Rogers. Lazard's your kind of he can do it all kind of thing. Short yardage, first downs across the middle, he can do all that. MBS is one dimensional. We know it's either he only knows two routes, it's streak or post. And then Rogers is going to be in the mix with. Uh, with Cobb and the slot receiver. So 
what do you want next, right? I, I'm thinking it's Funches right now. I think it depends on how many they keep. I just think that last wide receiver is more of going to be a special teams gunner than a receiver. And that's why I think that, that Winfrey that you've mentioned and I think Malik Taylor have got strong chances of making the team as that last wide receiver because they probably don't play wide receiver if they're the sixth or seventh guy. They're not going to play very much. But I think one of those guys probably makes the team to play on special teams as a special teams gunner type. So who else did you see there, Dale? You mentioned Funches. Who out of that list? So I really tried to focus on Jawan Winfrey because, like you said, the first five guys are on the team. Yeah, locks. I mean, I think they're locks to make the team. I think Lazard yeah. is—he's still a lock. I mean, of the five, MVS, Rogers, Cobb, Lazard, Adams. I think Lazard could be cut, but he's too cheap, too young. He's too good of a blocker. There's too many things that he does well to be cut. But he's if improved they, every year. That's the—that's his. He can play value. That's his value. Is he's gotten better every year so there's upside there right but i'm saying all of those five i think he's the least lock of the five but i still agree, I agree. that he is I, a agree lock. With that. I think he is going to make the roster for sure and i watch funches because i wanted to watch who i thought might be cut winfrey i forget who number six is tompkins or something like that I tried to watch those Crawford. I don't know what their names are because I don't think they're going to make the team. But I was trying to watch those third, fourth, fifth, you know, six guys. I know I've said before that I thought Funches was... DeAndre Tompkins. Okay. I thought that Funches was going to make the roster for sure. Now I'm not sure. In fact, I don't think he makes the roster. I think that either they will cut him early in camp as a respect move or they will try to deal him for something. Maybe the sixth round pick that they gave up for Cobb. I don't know. But what you were saying, Peter, I think is spot on. I don't think it's Malik Taylor. I think it's Jawan Winfrey. Because I think if you put Jawan Winfrey on the practice squad, he lasts like 13 seconds on the practice squad and someone else is picking him up. Bunches is not a practice squad guy. I don't even think you can put him on the practice squad. The other young guys you can keep on the practice squad and no one's going to touch them. But I think because Jawan Winfrey has played so well in camp, you either got to keep him. Or you got to deal them. I don't think you can put them on the practice squad. So I watched a lot of those guys. Funches was beating up on Josh Jackson. But I mean, dude, it's Josh Jackson. <laughs> you know, don't get too excited. Because I don't think Josh, Josh Jackson makes the roster either. So you and him can like run routes in the street with, a you know, Kurt Benker throwing you balls. But it's not going to be out with a Packer jersey on. The other thing I really tried to watch, and I know I'm going off topic here, was I really wanted to watch Jordan Love. Now, I wish that I would have been at Packers camp when Aaron Rodgers was really young, because I do remember and people have brought up that Rodgers was not very good when he was a rookie in his first couple of years. So I'm trying not to compare Jordan Love to 2021 Aaron Rodgers, because that is not a fair comparison. But I will say that after watching Love, he does what young quarterbacks do. And this is even in the scrimmage or whatever, the two-minute drills is he pulls it down a lot. And he misses. Now, again, Rodgers has been in the league forever. So he sits and waits, sits and waits, sits and waits. And all of a sudden, Cobb is just standing there with nobody around him. And he just drops the ball off. Jordan Love, as a young quarterback, sits and waits. 
And that's it. And then he's got to go. And then he feels like he has to run. That's what I felt when I watched him. And that makes me nervous for the future. But it also reminds me that he's never played an NFL game, not even a preseason game. So let's see what he does against another team, against the Texans on Saturday. But I watched a lot of Jordan Love, too. Yeah, we haven't seen. I mean, that's all I want to see in preseason is Love, as much as I've criticized. He's going to get a lot of, of, of snaps. He should. He hasn't played football in a couple of years. Yeah. Yep, he he will do. He's, he's, he's going to be just fine. You think so? Yeah, I hope so. I I I I don't have a question mark over over his ability to throw the football like you. I think that it's easy to try and compare him with twenty twenty one Aaron Rodgers. I think the fairer comparison is with two thousand five Aaron Rodgers. I think if you look at that film, now we don't have the, the film of Rodgers in camp in 2005, but in the preseason, he looks horrible. We forget that that stuff happened. Now, that's not to say that Love's going to be the next Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers progressed and progressed and progressed. And by the time he was ready to start in 2008, you know, he was a long way down the track to being the Rodgers that we, you know, that he's become. But Rodgers in those early days took off and ran. And, and like you say, that's a young quarterback thing. I think the other thing we have to remember, and this is, is that a majority of those quarterbacks picked in any round, but especially the first round, don't work out anyway. So if you look at all of those, you know, the overall number one guys, the Achilles Smiths of this world, and, 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 uh-huh. and loads of guys, you know, over the last 20 years or so, I don't know what the percentage is of first round quarterbacks that work out, but I bet it's below 50. I bet it's oh, yeah. well below 50. Oh, yeah. So I think it's a case of, of I, think, I, think you, I think you'll be just fine. The bigger question the Packers have with him is is how far has he progressed by the time this season's over, and and then that's the that's the big the big question mark. But I think as you both said, I think it's just going to be really interesting to see him play. And, you know, and as Todd said, he's going to get he's going to get at least a half of football in every preseason game you would imagine. It's going to be good for you know for him to get out there and play. Like you say, he hasn't played for more than a year, but it's good for us to us to see him and. Hopefully, by the time that the third preseason game comes along, he looks slightly better than he did in the first one, and that's and that's pretty much all we can all we can hope for at this stage. I think he's going to get probably two thirds of every game, if not more, Pro- which I think is great. Oh, yeah. He yeah. needs that, and right, Aaron Rodgers doesn't need yeah. that. So, what's the point? There's no point in throwing Aaron Rodgers out there for even a series. I would imagine Rodgers won't play at all in the preseason. I'd be very surprised. Yeah. Well, he, we know where he won't be. He won't be up in the press box with, with his buddies. Your buddy Gutenkraut or whatever you call him. <laughs> Gutenkraut. <laughs> not going to be tipping one back up in the press box. So There's a radio not. show, Peter, that I listen to here locally. Bart Winkler, shout out to you if you're listening to our show. They went through all the first round quarterbacks from like 1981, like Ken O'Brien or whatever, from that, that year on. And, it, you know, it was a random, like they just said bust, no bust, that kind of thing. It was yeah. like 36% of first yeah. round quarterbacks make it and become at least a good NFL quarterback. The other thing too, is it's kind of funny because you know, we're all fans here and Twitter is almost all fans, you know, at least that we follow. And they were so excited about this incompletion to Reggie Begleton. Like, Oh, look at love through this 40 yard rope to Reggie Begleton. Okay. That's my guy. Your guy (laughs) who dropped it, by the way. (laughs) Look who threw it to him. Come on. It was right. It was in the double. It was funny because it was in the double coverage. It was an incomplete pass. And Packer fans were like, look at that. What? No, don't look at that. He threw it into double coverage. Who cares if it was a rope? 
What is this, Brett Favre all over again? Just try to throw it through the guy's face mask? No, we can't have that. (laughs) We don't need to go to the hospital with ulcers and shit in the middle of a game. Let's go to running back and can tell us what you saw and we can kind of go through the the depth chart. Yeah, so Aaron Jones is hurt right now, or he's not – he didn't practice the last couple of days. So Aaron Jones was running with the ones. Kylan Hill is going to make the team. I'm yeah, almost I've heard positive. a lot. Of, where's that guy from? Mississippi State, right? Peter, is that right? Mississippi State, Kylan Hill. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Every time I look for updates, I see that. I see that name. And time. him and Patrick Taylor have gotten a ton of work with Aaron Jones being out. Kylan Hill is returning kicks. I think that cements him on the roster. The thing, though, I really thought was I don't know, just kind of stood out is how big Patrick Taylor is. He is an enormous running back. Really? Yes. He's a large human being. He was pretty impressive out of the backfield. I would assume that that would be his role if he's on the roster at all, is to catch passes. And I think, Peter, what you said before with the gunner on special teams, I think Patrick Taylor has the body to be a gunner on special teams. Does he have the outright speed? I don't know that. I don't know what his 40 time is. But he has a big enough body to be able to do that. I don't know if that's what something they're thinking about with him. But as of right now, if what you said holds true, Peter, and they're only going to keep three running backs, it's Jones, Dylan, Kylan Hill, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, for me, I mean, I've gone on record previously as saying I think Kylan Hill was the best pick that they made in the draft. When you look at where he was selected compared to the talent that he has – you know, that guy for me was a fourth round pick that they got right near the end of the seventh round. He slipped down the draft because because he's had some injuries. He only played half of 2020. For me, coming out before I knew which team would select him, he had the potential to be a, start, a, a starting running back in the NFL. And nothing that I've heard from the reports that, you know, that, that we've all read has changed my view on that. I think he's a, he's a super back and I just think he's an absolute steal at the end of the seventh round. I can't Shock, shocking steal for me. Just, I can't I imagine Dexter Williams making this squad in any way, shape, or form. I know the I, I, I hope not. Right, same here. I hope he's cut too. I hate to say bad things about people, but it's what I do. I don't know how he can make it. At the beginning of camp, the floor talked really highly of Dexter Williams, how he had worked hard, knew the playbook, that kind of thing. But if you start to watch the trend of who's getting reps in practice, Hill and Taylor have taken Dexter Williams reps. And they have to, right? They're the younger guys. They're I don't know if they're cheaper, but you already know what you have in Dexter Williams. You've seen him for three years. You know what his ceiling is, and you know what his floor is. Kylan Hill and Patrick Taylor, you don't know what they can do on a football field yet. And I think that that gives them a better opportunity to get reps in practice, show what they can do. I think well, we'll talk about who makes a team at another day, but I think they should keep four. I think Patrick Taylor should be protected on the roster because I think he can play special teams. And I don't think he will last again more than 10 minutes on the practice squad. I think someone will take him off the practice squad. That's just a coach saying something nice and supporting his player about that. He knows the playbook. He didn't fucking know the playbook last year. That was his whole issue. And now he has it. I mean, and now they're now they're saying, "Oh, he knows the play," but that's just saying something nice because there's really not much else to say about him. I'll just say that. And I think at that position, 
you know, when you draft a guy, albeit it was a, what, a six round pick, if he's not sh- giving you much after two years, then at that position, at the running back position, it's not like one of the other, like a corner that you expect to develop year after year. Running backs, you expect pretty much to be able to come in and play straight yeah. away. And, yeah. you know, if he's not giving you that much after two years, I just don't, I don't see it either. It would be disappointing to me if, if he made the team over, say, a, a, you know, the names that we've described. Those are the facts. We covered pretty much all of them, right? I mean, we, yeah. it's, that's pretty straightforward. There's nothing really, there's no drama there. I mean, uh, what about the D-backs? I mean, this is going to be, so we've got, there's a whole lot going on there. So we, we have our locks. We, we know who they are, but who, who are not and, and who stood out? It was interesting because, again, Jair Alexander was out there. That guy is spectacular. And I put it on Twitter. He picked that ball off, that pick six in practice off of Rodgers. He, he literally jumped into the stands right in front of me. Nice. That was so cool. And all these people were like slapping him on the back. I'm like, no, get out of the way. I need a picture here. What's wrong with you? Don't people? hurt him. Don't hurt Don't him. Hurt him. <laughs> right. And that's, those are metal Fucking features. hurt him. <laughs> yeah. Um, some of the things I thought were interesting was Josh Jackson played okay. Cause I watched him, like I said, cause he ended up being, you know, against the Juwan Winfrey's and the, and the Devin punches. So I, I saw a little bit more of him. Shamar Jean Charles is going to be a slot guy. And he seemed to be lining up on the, in the slot on the side. I couldn't see. Interestingly enough, him and Dexter Williams are both wearing 22. Like you couldn't find a different number for him somewhere. <laughs> I, I, I've read some bad stuff about that dude. Charles? Yeah. And again, it may be what you just said that guys are trying to speak nicely of these guys, but he's moving into the slot. That's we talked about that when he was drafted, that he's probably not fast enough to play outside, even though he had played there at Appalachian state, he's going to play in the slot. And I feel like Jerry Gray is kind of pumping him up to make the roster. If Any you're sharing, a, if you're sharing a fucking number, that's not a good indication. That's what I thought. Either one of you. Can so. he have 22 and a half? Like what in the what hell? Are they, they, they go to Williams and be like, dude, you know, you're cut. We need this jersey. Or, yeah. Or can we borrow one and give it to the, to the rookie or the rookie forgot it? Or like, what the fuck? Right. That's you can weird. wear any number All you around. want. There's plenty of them. Fuck. Well, Kevin That's King weird. has not practiced which has opened up the door for all these younger guys to at least get reps. Stokes. Yeah. Did you see Stokes? What's he like? Really? He cannot cover Devontae Adams yet against Aaron Rodgers well, and Devontae Adams. That's a lot. Eric Stokes does not have a chance. Yeah. And I almost wish they like sub guys in and out, right? Like Alexander is on the right side almost all the time in practice that I saw. And then Stokes would take his spot. When he's against Devontae Adams, that's not going to go well. When he's against, you know, the second, third, fourth guy down, he can recover and be okay. You know, I know I said that I thought he would take Kevin King's job by week six or seven. I don't know if that's going to happen. Really? <laughs> and again, it's he tall? one practice. He's pretty tall. Does he seem big on the six field? One. He's real skinny. Yeah. Like that was yeah. my impression of him. He's 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 needs to get hit the weight room a bit. Do you need to be strong to be on the outside? I think you kind of do. You got to be able to hand fight a little bit. You got to be able to you know kind of wrestle with guys. I don't think he's ready for prime time. I hope that he does not start week one because if he does, it's only because King is still not ready to go. I mean, hearing hearing King being hurt is there's Shut. nothing new there. Yeah, there's nothing new there. So it's like I don't even take that as like. 
King's hurt. It's like, okay, yeah. Of so course King, he's hurt. I mean, there's nothing new there. Be ready, though, I think. And, and I mean, I know a lot of people bashed him last year, but I don't know. I'm still a fan of King. Sullivan's doing well in yeah. camp, which there's guys like Sullivan, Malik Taylor, well, guys you, you, you mentioned earlier um, in the receiver core. They like have these, like, there's all this hype around them in, in training camp and stuff. But when it comes to like game time, it's they're a completely different player. You know what I mean? They just can't handle the big lights. I don't know. I think he might be one of those. This is almost a make or break season for Sullivan, isn't it? He was good a couple of years ago. Yet last year, not quite, not quite so good. And yeah, he's clearly their number one slot guy heading into the season. And uh, you know, you fully expect him therefore to be the number the number three corner, if you like, on on this team. Jair King, Sullivan, Stokes, they're all locks to make the team. And then and then you're about who are your fifth and sixth corners that that make it. You know, Josh Jackson, KB and Ento, Kadar Holman, who I would imagine will make the team. Gene Charles that you talked about, Stanford Samuels. Again, you know, you're looking in preseason at the competition for that for those you're looking at those guys rather than I think you you know, you're starting guys. And I'm kind of not surprised about what you saw with with Stokes, because that's kind of where I imagined he was. I don't know that he comes through to start this year. Let's hope he does. Let's hope he, you know, he's good enough by by mid-season to, to be the starter. I don't know. It's it's one of the most difficult positions for a rookie to come in and play. So I think that it won't do him any harm at all to sit behind Jair and Kevin King for a year. The Packers have a lot of talent at a lot of spots. That's the thing. I think guys that get cut from the Green Bay Packers will end up on rosters somewhere else, especially in that defensive back group. You know, not at linebacker, but at wide receiver, those guys get cut from the Packers, whoever it might be. I think they end up on someone's roster, if not uh, someone's practice squad. Yeah, and, and that's the difficult thing about it. I mean, you look at a guy like Kadar Holman, who's probably the fifth or sixth corner on the Packers roster. He potentially could be a starter, but one yeah. of the less one of the lesser teams in the NFL. Quite easily, I, I could see yes. that. I think the safety position is more of a concern than the, than the corners to me. I know there's a lot of depth there at, at corner. It's you know it's kind of pick six from nine or ten if you like. Yeah. Whereas at the, the safety position beyond obviously Amos and, and Savage, it's yeah. There's a bunch of guys, and you're not quite sure. You know, so you know Henry Black and Vernon Scott have played a year each, so we're not sh- we only got that. Those 16 games, we're not quite sure who they're going to be. Will Redmond, we kind of know what he is. And we don't um, like it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then you've got the undrafted free agent, Christian Uphoff. Does he somehow fit into that mix? So I think safety is more of a concern to me than, than, the, than the corner spot. You know, and could one of those corners eventually end up at safety? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Because of your lack of safety talent, are some of those the Cavian Entos of the world can they play safety? You know what I mean? Can they put on, can they put on 10, 15 pounds, you know, be able to come down in the box? I don't know that, but I know that I've seen a lot on KV and Ento and, and how well he's played in camp and how impressed they are with him. So maybe Will Redmond needs to be cut just because he couldn't catch a punt in the NFC championship. <laughs> I mean, an interception, but it was still a punt, but you know what I'm saying? Josh Myers, like I said, from the I'm just going down the rookies since we talked about Eric Stokes. Josh Myers, like I said, got whipped by Kenny Clark, but a lot of guys get whipped by Kenny Clark. So I, I don't know that that's a big deal. Aaron Rodgers praised him in camp, saying how far along he was already 
for a rookie. And Bakhtiari made fun of him, saying how unathletic he must be. If he's got to be 6'5 and play center, he must be super unathletic. And he's, an he's Indian, a, and he's an Indian giver. <laughs> you can't say that. That's crazy. <laughs> um, but he's, you know, like I think that he is the starting center for sure. I think that he's already played his way in every first team rep he was in I think that's right and I think we also have to it's easy as fans isn't it to expect him to come in and play at Corey Lindsley's level in week one I think we just have to give him a little bit of a little bit of time you know the the Josh Myers in week 17 is going to be a lot better than the Josh Myers in week one so so we may just have to give him a little bit of time and and you would imagine that they're going to give him a little bit of help blocking help from the guard spot but it has to be the starter, doesn't he? Barring some catastrophe between now and week one, he's the he's the starter. Agreed. He's in he's in good hands. I mean, he's playing on a talented offensive line, one of the yeah. best, if not the best, in the NFL. What better position can you be in as a, as a rookie center who's under pressure to start? I mean, you're looking pretty good on your right and left. That's got to be encouraging. Yeah, and that's confidence. absolutely absolutely sorry, and that's where it also helps to have an experienced super experienced quarterback to help you in that spot. I mean, the last thing you would want for both players is to, is to have Myers and, and Love begin their NFL career together. Right. You know, you, you, well, you know. you'll see it in the preseason. Sure. And that, yeah. and that would be, and yeah. it'll be good to see. If we keep going down the rookies, I think Amari Rogers right now is going to be punt returner guy. I think that that is going to be his main role. I think Todd, you said it last week or the week before that he's going to be on the field. I think that, Randall Cobb will start in the slot. And I think that that will kind of be this changing of the guard slowly, you know, throughout the season. I did see that he was taking handoffs out of the backfield, which is something I said back when he was drafted, he has the frame to be big enough to take handoffs in the backfield. I think he is going to be spectacular. I know I said it before, but I think that his role is going to very slowly increase over time. I don't think he sees a lot of the field in the beginning. I didn't see a lot of him in camp other than returning punts. For whatever reason, he caught a couple balls at a camp that day, but I didn't see much of him. Roy Stuman, like I said, I thought he looked okay. Like I was surprised because I was kind of down on him when the Packers drafted him. I thought, what the heck is the point? But I thought he held his own, albeit against, you know, the second and third string, the Tyler Lancasters of the world, but you know, we don't need him to start, so who cares? He Hopefully he doesn't play a down of NFL football this year, and it won't matter. Shamar Jean Charles, I didn't see barely any of. Again, why you have the same number as someone else is just <laughs> stupid. I think Van Lannan is cut. Who else did they draft in the sixth round? There was somebody else, wasn't there? Inside linebacker. Oh, yeah, yeah, from Boston College. Well, I think, I, Isaiah I, McDuffie, yeah. Yes. I saw nothing of him, and I granted – that doesn't mean anything. I have not heard his name come up one time, neither positive nor negative, in all the things I've read throughout camp. Still got Burks and Summers listed as number twos. Yeah, and that was kind of fun to watch Ty Summers directing the defense against the twos. I'd, <laughs> I'd have to look away. I would. Like, you know, like a, a person's train running off the track. You just have to look away. You can't see that disaster happen. And Kylan Hill, I think, makes a team. Some other guys that I was starting to look at, like I was looking at the outside linebacker group, Randy Ramsey has got to be cut, right? Really? Like, he hasn't practiced much. Yeah, he's hurt. He's hurt now, isn't he? Yes. And I don't think it's one of those – you know, I don't. it's not like he tore his ACL, he's out for the year, he's going on IR. 
that really hurts guys. Dominique Daphne, I know he played well in the regular season, and I was a big fan of his, but him not practicing can't help him. Kamal Martin being hurt can't help him. Redmond is now hurt again. Not again, but Redmond is hurt. Will Redmond can't afford to take plays off or take time off. He's got to be on the field being impressive. I mean, he's got to make this team, and I don't think you can make it when you're hurt. I just think that's part of the issue for a lot of these guys. What about Tipa Galay? Am I saying his name right, Peter? Tipa Galay? How do you say it? Yeah, the, the, the G is pronounced as an N, but yeah. It is? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Thank you for helping me with that. Thank you for the... Yeah, once again. Consult, consulting. Yes, we appreciate all your expertise. Any thoughts on him? <laughs> Tipa Nale, then? Yeah, he's, he's one of those guys that you – he has a shot at the roster. How many outside linebackers do they keep, I guess, is the, is, is going to be his his question mark. Because you think you've got three locks in the two Smiths and Gary. You've got Jonathan Garvin, who isn't a lock, but but will make will make the team. You think and so? Then, yeah, I, th- I, I think so. Okay. I think because of his past, I think because of his past rushing skills, he makes he makes the team. And then, do they keep four? Do they keep five? I think if they keep five, then Teeper's got a chance of making of making the team with Ramsey being injured. I don't know. I don't know whether he makes it. He makes it or not. Do you, do they end up with Kamal Martin being the fifth outside linebacker? Do you keep nine linebackers and Martin's that guy that can fill in at both spots? I don't. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. And I don't know that Teeper, Nale. <laughs> that's better yeah <laughs> is i don't know is he athletic enough to plan special teams because it comes down to what we said before how versatile are you if you can only rush the passer and we've got gary smith and smith we don't really need you to rush the passer so what else can you do what else of value do you have for this football team i think that's yeah. That's the difference, right? Yeah, I, I think I, I think the trouble is you look you look at the whole group of linebackers, inside and outside, and other than the two Smiths and Gary, it doesn't look like an awe-inspiring bunch, does it? On paper, it, but it doesn't. It didn't last year either. No, you're right. You're right. And, and, changed. and, you know, you hope that, say, a Chris Barnes makes further progress because he was the big surprise from from last year. But there, there isn't a guy that, other than Barnes, that you can look at on on that depth chart and think that guy could be the guy could be the big surprise this year. There just doesn't feel like one. And you know, how much longer do the likes of Oren Burks and Ty Summers keep making the roster? And- Don't get me started on those two. We'll be here. <laughs> we'll oh. make this a two hour episode. Yeah. <laughs> two part episode. So let's wrap it up here then. Peter, let's start with you. What are you looking forward to in the preseason? At least in game one, I mean, but yeah. probably the entire preseason. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think to see just to see Jordan Love out on the field, I'm, I'm not actually too bothered as long as he's not, you know, not really, really bad. I'm just not too bothered about how he plays. I just want to see him get out there on the field. For me, it's the competition at offensive line, and the competition at wide receiver. I think those two positions, offensive line, because there's so many of those guys, and and wide receiver because I think there's you know, potentially three or four guys maybe battling over a single over a single roster spot. So I think I think it's those two spots. And I think the other thing that you always hope for in preseason is that nobody gets badly hurt. 
I mean, that's about it for me. I agree. I'm going to be watching with a microscope with on Jordan Love. Pretty much. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how much more. Uh, it's going to be very distracting because I don't really know how, how else I can watch anyone else, but I will. It's just, it's going to be hard for me to um, not watch every and scrutinize every single little thing that he does. So big focus on Jordan Love. I'm also interested in the battle for number six at the wide receiver position. So I want to see a lot of the receivers. I'm interested in seeing Amari Rogers. I wonder how much he'll actually play. I assume some defensively. I'd love to see Stokes, the number one pick. Everybody, um, I think he'll be unlimited reps as well, probably throughout the whole preseason. Not much to see at linebacker. No, nothing to really get excited about, like Peter just mentioned. Um, I would love to be going into a preseason and saying, wow, I really want to get my eyes on this guy. I'm really looking forward to seeing how he looks at linebacker. There's just no excitement there for me whatsoever. I mean, there's really, I mean, you know, Lancaster and Lowry are back. Yay. That's not watchful. So that's about it. I think it's going to be tough because, of course, everybody's going to be looking at the wide receiver position, right, to see who makes the team. The problem they're going to run into is they don't have Aaron Rodgers throwing them the football. They're going to have Jordan Love throwing them the football. Yeah, or it's gonna, it might be a rough preseason to hear receiver. Yeah. So does, you know, do the games give the Packers a real idea of who can play and who can't? Because you're you're going to have a rookie quarterback or Kurt Benkert, who's probably a practice squad guy, throwing footballs out there. So that's going to be tough for guys to make their mark when they may have to be adjusting the balls and, you know, Love might be pulling it down every third play and trying to run with it. That's going to be tough for them. Of course, we want to see Jordan Love. That, that's number one for every Packer fan everywhere. The guy that I really am excited to see, and he had a pick six in the game or the practice I was there, is TJ Slayton. I'm looking oh. forward to watching TJ Slayton play. I hope that he, because there's a couple guys who aren't going to play. Rodgers, Adams, Cobb, Jair Alexander, I don't think will play at all or very few reps in the preseason. Kenny Clark won't play Jones. in the preseason. Right, Jones. Aaron Jones won't play in the preseason. Like, I think that there is a great opportunity. I think Stokes is going to play a lot, actually, in the preseason, especially considering you know Deshaun Watson won't be there for Houston, so their backup is already the starter. So he's going to get reps against you know not Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. But I want to see T.J. Slayton. They were saying that he can dunk a basketball. That dude weighs 340 pounds and he can dunk. So I'm looking forward to seeing Levandre Campbell. I know that he won't get a ton of reps because the ones will go out right away, but he's running with the ones, him and Barnes. So can he play? He's been he's on his third team in three years. Why is that? And if he's running with the ones and he's on his third team, that really says something about the linebacker position in Green Bay. Exactly. I think that's it. I think Stokes, Love, TJ Slayton. And then I'll also be interested to see what happens because I don't think Jones will play with Kylan Hill and Patrick Taylor. Yeah. I'd like to see what happens with them. It's going to be interesting. This is a very talented Packer roster. Not to belabor Love, but I will. So going back to him, you'd have to think, you know, before this preseason, the quarterbacks coach and LaFleur are and management is in his ear saying, look, understand this. We, we know you're anxious to play. We know that you've been, you've been out of football a long time. 
you're going to have the jitters. There's really not, we, the expectations are pretty low. You don't want to just like tell the guy, that, but the expectations shouldn't be low. And what I mean is they need to sort of protect him. He is the potential future investment. So if it's getting in his ear hole and saying, dude, look, it's preseason. Don't be running all over the fucking field and taking a fucking shot. If you throw a pick, it's the fucking preseason. Throw the either throw the fucking ball away, but don't be pulling it down and fucking running all over the field. I, I hope they they have a talk similar to that with him instead of him going out there and trying to razzle dazzle everybody with his with his legs, and then he gets chopped in half. I agree with what what absolutely with with what Todd's just said, and I, I think maybe the fact that he sat for a year actually will make it easier for for Jordan Love to be just to be calmer actually going into this preseason than he may have been as a as an outright rookie last year but yeah I, I think it's great just to have a preseason because I think you know normally when there's a four game preseason that's one game too many this year now that we've got three that feels about right and the fact we didn't have one last year just makes this one more exciting with all the questions and whatever that we've that we've talked about. So yeah, just really looking forward to see how it goes goes down on Saturday. I yeah, guess man. that's it then. Ty, you got anything else? That's it. I'm good. Okay. Go pack go. Go pack go. Go pack go.